0: Welcome to the Mob City after Buzz TV After Show. I'm your host, Ryan Hooks, coming at you live across from me today on the panel. We have the lovely, the amazing, Miss Nick DuFour. Hello. And joining us today, a very beautiful, very special, talented guest, Miss Natasha Estrada.
1: Hello. Hello.
0: Hey, welcome, welcome. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and point it out right now, Natasha Estrada. Very first episode of Mob City.
2: Very pivotal. Very, for me,
0: turning point of the series.
2: (laughs) Yes.
0: Absolutely no lines. In the house, uh, the the burlesque house. Walks down the stairs in a bright yellow gorgeous dress. Stole everyone's eye.
2: Yes, yes. Actually, I was wearing um, lingerie in that scene. Even better. (laughs) But yes, it was um, probably the most... Um, important role of my career thus far. So walking down those stairs, it—you
0: know, Detective Joe Teague gave you the eye.
2: <laughs> he certainly <laughs> did. I
0: absolutely saw that. And
2: like, Hecky he called me Peaches. Yeah. Which that was actually a really fun scene to shoot. I probably walked up and down those stairs, you know, twenty or thirty times. It's great <laughs> for the legs. It was all it was all improv. So every time he he would say something different, and we just just to wait to see what stuck. And uh, so it was a lot of fun, yeah.
0: Peaches it is. Peaches. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have Peaches joining us in the studio here for our Mob City After Show. Thank you for coming today. Today we're going to be talking about episodes number five and number six. Episode five, Oxpecker. Still have yet to determine the meaning of that. Who was the Oxpecker? And uh, episode six, Stay Down. What Um,
2: is an Oxpecker? I think it's just fun to say. Oxpecker.
0: I I feel like it could relate to a lot of people. I mean... Is Carl the oxpecker because he's the stool? Is uh, Tug the oxpecker because, you know, he shot those people? It's to be debated. It's for you to decide. Let us know, audience, what you think, and we'll go from there. (laughs) Let's jump right into it. So I want to know right off the bat, what are your ladies' impressions of the, first, the entire series as a whole, and second, your impressions of these two episodes?
1: Did you want to go first? Uh, take it away. Okay. I I actually liked the whole series. I'm hoping that they do pick it up. The two episodes tonight. Actually, the second one was my favorite. It the very had,
0: climactic ending episode.
1: Yes, which I love. By the yes. way, um, <laughs> a
0: lot of man a lot of man cake in this episode. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Yeah,
1: especially for us. Pinstripe
0: suits and <laughs> man cake. Absolutely. Man
1: cake. <laughs>
0: Natasha, what do you think about that? <laughs> But, but same question to you, both This two episodes and also the entire series as a whole.
1: Well,
2: the series as a whole is really a dream come true for a gal like me who mm-hmm. is completely enamored of the era entirely. So visually, it's absolutely uh, thrilling and arousing for somebody like me. i love to see the costuming and the set decorations and the um, makeup and hair. Every aspect of it is just really... Uh, satisfying for me very so, stimulating yeah it is and um i really enjoy to see something like that and i think it's it depicts such a a controversial time in uh, los angeles history mm-hmm. so it's really compelling from a storyline point of view as well so not to mention all the uh aforementioned the the yes. aforementioned
0: stimuli if yeah. you will <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah i'm kind of agree with you on that aspect of It's a really compelling storyline, a very pivotal moment in history, especially for people from Los Angeles who know a lot of the history or have family who have lived through the history. Yes. Um, As well as, you know, I think right now on TV, and I said this before, so much people are trying to make too many episodes of a show. You're trying to get a story of 20, 30, 60 episodes, and you're losing audience members fast. Mm -hmm. When you do something like this where you're doing six episodes, I actually, I think 10 would have been the perfect amount of episodes for the series. They could have drug it out a couple more, added some more details. Made, they could it have brought min- me back. made it a mini series, brought more you back, stairs absolutely. More stairs, more stairs, more Buless X. Um and then they could have been marketed very well as a ten part miniseries, similar to like a band of brothers or a Pacific that has done so well because of the time period, because of the story. You know, and, and I, I think that would have been a, a good goal for them. So now we're interested to see then what they end up doing with this.
2: Right. Yes.
0: Um, like I said, my initial impressions are A, I like the idea of the series and I wish four more episodes would have been enough for me, I think.
1: I think what they're, they were trying to do is just to see whether or not people would kind of get attached to it. Mm-hmm. They kind of did the same thing with Walking Dead. Like the mm-hmm. first season was like six episodes mm-hmm. and then, you know, they gradually added on more episodes per season. So I think they just kind of wanted to see how like the audience would right. react to it.
0: And, but like I said, it has been sort of marketed as a miniseries in the aspect of this Six-part miniseries. Join us for three weeks. You know, special, exclusive, whatever.
2: Right. Well, it's a great marketing ploy, you know, to get somebody. It's like limited time only to jump on this mm-hmm. train. Mm-hmm. And uh, if there is enough interest in something, right. yeah, you're more likely if you know that it's it's only there's an expiration date on it. You're right. more likely to jump in. And, and especially be a now, part of it. it's
0: December. There's nothing on TV. Right. All the shows have yeah. have taken hiatus yes. for Christmas. So you know, this was filmed earlier and designed to be aired in December. When I found out about it in September, October. I'm like, why the they airing in December? What goes on in December? There's nothing on in December. So I like that idea. Um, I think, too, then, for people that have invested in all six episodes, it started off a little bit slow.
3: Yes, um, very slow. For the first two
0: episodes, <laughs> for sure. There was a lot of development. But I, I definitely think these last two episodes really, really picked up. And if they keep a show going with this kind of intensity, I think it would be very, very popular.
2: I think that there's no way they could not follow this kind of yeah yeah. they're they're on a steam train and it's gonna keep going so there's so many exciting plots and storylines that are open right now so i think it would be really exciting to see and i love also the aspect that this is based on historical events as well so even knowing and even while we were watching it and knowing to to a point what's gonna happen it's still exciting to see it play out and how it's gonna unfold and
0: Absolutely, yes. Shout out to one of our uh, followers, Megan Prescott, uh, who posted a comment on our YouTube feed about the show she watched last week and uh, made a comment, spoiler alert, that Bugsy was killed by an M1 rifle. uh, And that's actually the (laughs) same rifle that Joe Teague uses in the episode when he rolls his rifle up in episode one, uh, when he pulls it out of his trunk again in episode three, and also when he kills Bugsy Siegel at the end of episode here. So. A little foreshadowing in history but you know well played sort of, well we know it was coming but at the same time i was still excited to see it
3: yes yes
0: um, so yes and also she uh mentioned to us as well the blonde in the casino last week from episode four uh her name was claire
1: claire yes. Okay. so
0: thank you megan prescott for that comment on megan youtube is
2: on it she is on yes, it because yes. apparently
0: we both missed it so we appreciate that um which brings me to my next point i love segways as you know yes. um, <laughs> all of us out there in the world you love the internet Uh, We love iTunes, so feel free to go on iTunes because you want to know how you can help us out. We do these shows for free. Uh, All our content is streamed live to you for free. We have over 60 episodes of podcasts on a weekly basis. If you want to go out there, you can go onto our iTunes feed, give us a five-star rating, give us a comment, tell us what you think, tell your friends. Uh, Make sure you download Mob City. Make sure you check out all the other shows that we have here to offer, Uh, and we look forward to seeing you out there in the Internet cyber world. Go on the Facebook, go on the Twitter Um, join us on the twitter on the facebook (laughs) on the instagram it's so much better to say it like that
2: it's more official
3: that way
0: i went to the ohio state university so to me (laughs) adding a the in front of everything makes it better
3: we are the after show we are the after buzz after
0: tv show for the mob city on the twitter on the itunes on the instagram five-star rating give us a follow give us a shout out look forward to hearing from you
3: Right. Actually, I actually wanted to say something about your previous topic, which you're talking about.
0: Yes. Mr. and in- you in the booth here coming hey in. Hey, guys. Making an impression comments. Go.
3: Um, so when you have a six-episode series like this, and when they sell this to a network, it's much easier to sell a six-episode story that can get people hooked than it is to sell a 13 waiting on a back nine. So what's really great about something like this is they don't need to worry so much about packing everything into a pilot and having people kind of – you know,
0: sensory uh, overload, if yeah, you will. Know. Yeah, mean, that's Natasha's yeah. area, not ours. Yeah,
3: you don't want you don't want to peak before you don't want to peak and fizzle out in a six episode or no, even in a third No, you season. don't. So that was the problem we had with Vegas, which is a kind of a similar historical, more mob oriented right. show, which
1: was a great show.
3: Mm-hmm. It was a great show, but didn't it didn't get picked up because it really it peaked too early in the season. At the end, you were kind of left, you know, uncertain. So when you have six episodes, yeah, pretty much. So when you have six episodes, you can have a stable pilot have a build-up, have a great two finale episodes, as you've said, that these two episodes have been the The best, and now they're going to have no trouble getting someone to pick it up for maybe a full 12 next season.
0: We'll find out, and later on in the show, we are going to be talking about uh, the show's ending and some of the features of that, so stay tuned for that, but not quite yet. I'm going to tease you just a little bit longer. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, So moving to that, uh, with some of the impressions and some of the comparisons that we've been talking about, I want to go back to what we talked about last week again with the directorial comparison between Mm -hmm. the shows. Because as you know, episodes one, two, three, and episode six were directed by Frank Derenbaum, uh, and episodes four and five were directed by Guy Ferland. Right. Um, So they split that up a little bit in some of the duties. Uh, And as you were commenting earlier, and I also noticed a lot uh, in the third and fourth episode, a huge comparison difference between the way that the, the show was shot. There was a lot more light aspect in the Guy Furlan yeah. episode, episode four, versus the Frank Darabont who has consistently had a very dark, rainy, red, flashy light style. And yeah. again, I commented last week as well about maybe getting lost in some of the style. Um, did you notice as much of a difference this week in the two episodes, or do you think they were more along the same lines? Maybe they had a conversation, said, "Hey, we need to <laughs> we need to figure this out, and we need to get on the same page."
1: I think they kind of went. Back to like maybe a little bit on the same page. Mm-hmm. I think Guy kind of like m- is more into the eye candy per se, as in like colors and mm-hmm. as and Frank is more into like the details and like mm-hmm. the storyline itself. I actually, I, I prefer the Frank versions. Right. I, I, I mean, as well.
2: I'm a bit and, partial. And, but and we, <laughs> if, if you're a bit do partial to Frank Aaron episode one. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That is my
0: favorite episode as well.
2: But I think, uh, a bit like we talked about, there's there are so many details, and especially when you're doing something that has a period-specific mm-hmm. uh, nature, with the voices and talking and when you talk like this exactly, <laughs> it's very just distracting. Sexy voice. Yes, as well as costuming. And There's so many aspects to keep in mind that I felt like they finished really strong with the overall tone, and mm-hmm. I loved I loved the visual. How it uh, it was very pleasing.
0: Yes. I noticed at the end too. They used a lot of a lot of rain in both of the last two episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was a good contrast, I think, as well as both episodes. It wasn't just all dark. There was the scenes at the Biltmore when it was in the daytime. There was some different scenes at the train station where there was a lot more light aspect in the show and the contrast that they were using right. that they didn't have, I think, in episode three and four.
2: I think it complemented also the story. I think so, um, And it played very well as what was, what was about going to unfold. On. Right. Yeah. And
0: I, I think it's interesting to note as well then, based on the directorial comparison, you know, Guy Ferlin has done TV. Most of his major credits have been on various TV shows. So he's familiar with shooting a one-hour episode, whereas most of Frank Derenbaum's major credits have come from movies, you know, Shawshank right. Redemption, Green right, Mile, right. and that kind of stuff. So he's used to being able to develop A style over two to three hours, Mm -hmm. whereas Guy Frillin's used to saying, This is what we need to do, we need to do it in 45 minutes. Yeah, right. With commercials. And he's very efficient in that style. So there's a lot of balance in that. Um, But yeah, I, I think there was a lot more consistency this week in the two episodes that we didn't get in the last couple of weeks.
1: Right. And I think for this type of show, I don't think that we want, I don't know, maybe we do. But I don't I wouldn't want to see something like just like an ordinary like TV show like a 45 minute mm-hmm. type. So I kind of go more towards the frank version as to the guy version because
2: yeah, especially like, for
1: this type of show. Right, you definitely feel like you're seeing a
2: A full-length feature, Mm -hmm. and it has that mood, and it it grasps you. It definitely pulls you in, just uh, off the Mm -hmm. you know. And two is showing it,
0: you know, showing it two hours at a time. It's like you're sitting in a movie almost because we you know sat in there and watch it for two hours each week instead of doing six weeks of one hour. Yeah. So.
2: Yeah, over an extended period of time, though, I find that that dark tone can be a little. You know, mm-hmm. it does pull mm-hmm. you down. But I felt that a lot of the text and the script played off that well. There was there were some funny moments and there right. some unexpected little jokes that were that brought some laughter in. And so that was kind of a nice contrast. Now, do you think that
0: they could have done more of that? Do you think there could have yes. been more episode moments where they had some comedy between some of the characters or they had a little bit lighter note? I,
2: th- I think so. Um, obviously the storyline is much right. more driven towards <laughs> the violence and the drama but i think that perhaps more of a, a light-hearted tone in, in parts of it could have mm-hmm. added to it so now definitely.
0: i'm going to throw you a big curveball where Ooh. do you think that those parts could have been in the show we'll, we'll specifically stick to episodes five and six so we just watched them where in those episodes do you think that there could have been more comedy
1: i <laughs> i loved when jasmine hit um john I think they could have put, like, a little something in there.
0: When she was slapping him? (laughs) Yeah. And then kissing him and then slapping him again?
1: Uh, Oh, if only I had
2: a nickel for every time I've been there.
0: (laughs) And and, and I agree. That was when I was actually thinking about that is I think that there could have been more comedy between them because they have a past relationship. Right. So they would know how to tease each other in a serious way but still be joking and flirty and playful and fun that – other characters maybe wouldn't have, so I think right. they could have done more with that. Yeah, there encounter. definitely
2: could have been a lot more tenderness in between their relationship mm-hmm. since that's been established. Absolutely. Especially in the
0: scene where you know, where you know, uh,
2: <laughs> where they had their
0: moment, even with uh, Shermer standing on the balcony watching creepy like. Yes, so, and there was that oh. joke there. where He said, "It's nothing. I haven't seen. I was on your balcony." All night.
1: Right? Yeah. So we d- we did get that little yeah.
0: little playful moment there that's as well. Just creepy. Well, let- I mean, if
1: the guy was like you know Johnny Depp or. Oh, because it's
0: creepy Leslie Shermer, you don't like it. But if it would have well, been Johnny Depp standing in your balcony, that's fine. I mean, he's fine. kind of creepy,
1: right? Like, different jokes looking. for different folks, okay?
2: Yeah, don't knock it till you try right, it. That's
0: that's I'll <laughs> have to try it.
2: I mean,
1: they
2: we're going down a rabbit the hole here, folks. It's going quickly. Break chick.
0: If I start talking like this, will you come back to the show <laughs> and follow me?
2: I felt that there could have been more humor between um, also Bugsy and his pal, why is his name escaping me? Oh, uh, Meyer door. Lansky. Right. You know, yes. we yeah. did get a little bit of that as well, but again, because their relationship was established and they had a history. Yeah. I felt like mm-hmm. between friends sometimes, even though obviously their business wasn't humorous, right. but I felt like when you're dealing with a friend or somebody that's familiar in any capacity, you have a little bit more leeway to be lighthearted.
0: I'm, I understand that with the, there was some tension in the situation though, because obviously Meyer Lansky was there on his own accord to talk with Bugsy Siegel about the hit that he had performed a few weeks earlier in episode one.
2: Okay, so maybe not you know, back <laughs> jokes. But.
0: Also basically telling him that they he owed them a million dollars of all this money that he's been spending on his uh, Flamingo Hotel in Vegas yes. that they didn't want to invest in any longer. Yeah. But I agree there could have been a moment or two that still I don't think would have taken away. And I, think I mean, that, I
2: guess we had that in the beginning when he showed up to his house and he's yeah, got that. Yeah, and he had
0: that guitar in front of all him. All the gals. He's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he wasn't, that wasn't his house, though. That was somebody else's house. Oh, Because well, they said he went over to his house and right. his, his wife was there. That's right. And then he was somebody else's house. I think, too, uh, this episode, and I'm going to go ahead and give a shout out right now, lacked uh, some Jeremy Luke in there. Uh <laughs> I didn't get yes. enough Mickey Kellen because he has been our comic relief. I think in most, of this, especially right. at the end especially of episode four, the, the
1: banana scenes.
0: Yep, and again, he had the banana <laughs> tie, which I tweeted out the earlier.
1: Banana
0: tie. In episode five, which we did love.
1: I'll never so. look at bananas the same way again.
0: You didn't like bananas <laughs> in the first place. I
1: know, but I'll still never look
2: at them the same. Well, way
0: I like again. bananas. How do you feel about bananas?
2: I love a good banana. Uh oh, yeah.
0: Oh really? A ripe one. <laughs> As opposed to a green one that gets shoved on the backside. <laughs>
1: Okay. Well, I, I can leave exactly right now. <laughs> it's not, you all can, like.
0: <laughs> I mean, this is a big disc. All right. So, uh, let's get away from that right now. Let's talk about, uh, some, some character interactions here, then a little bit. So, we talked about a little bit before the show started the interactions between Ned and Joe. Do you think that Ned and Joe and in their interactions throughout the entire series and even these two episodes have, have been somewhat compromising? I guess is a good word for it. Um, you know, cause there's, there's always that borderline where they're, Who's on what side of right, who's on what side of wrong? Yeah. is Ned really a good guy? Harp just works with the bad guys cuz they pay his bills. Is Joe really a bad guy but works with the good guys cuz he can get away with it?
2: That's a good question, I think, especially yeah. as the the last episode the last few episodes uh-huh. it's, you know, everything all of his actions weren't necessarily driven by a greater good.
0: They've always been driven mm-hmm. by Jasmine. Exactly, in the right. Entire series.
2: And does that necessarily justify him as a a good guy because he's fighting for love.
0: If you're Jasmine, it does.
2: <laughs> good point.
0: <laughs> Anything on that? I um
1: I don't I don't know. Like I was confused. I was confused in this in these last two episodes because you see, I was going to call him Milo. It's not Milo. <laughs> Ned's that. <back>. Ned. <laughs> Milo's fine too. Because you see, Ned is saying, oh, you know, he's giving him, he's giving Joe information as to you know, where Bugsy's going to be and like, you know, what time and stuff like that for him to be he's there. Out, yeah. Right, he's helping him out and then it's kind of like he kind of like goes kind of behind Not, I don't want to say behind his back because he doesn't really go behind his back but he kind of like, I don't know, like the whole I think the whole relationship just goes just,
0: kind of steps down a line. Yeah. And, and I agree. And I, I think that In this series, a lot of the content has been targeted at police corruption, which in the big picture, we haven't really seen a whole lot of police corruption. I mean, with the exception of Joe and his, you know, rogue cop behavior, if you will, where he's basically on his own mission, his own vendetta Mm
3: -hmm. to
0: do things to help Jasmine and go against the mob. And he's he's our corrupt cop based on everyone else that they interact with, all the people in the mob squad and Bill Parker, the, you know, the police soon to be police chief. You know, all of them are doing things for the right reasons.
1: So we think. It's true. So we have seen so
0: episode one through six doing things for the right reasons.
1: <laughs> but see, I don't find Joe to be corrupt.
2: That I means just, you're a romantic. I know. I, I just don't.
1: because
0: <laughs> I mean, he didn't take the money, which he could have, I mean, but yeah. he did kill Hecky and he didn't tell anybody about it. So, I mean, there's that contrast yeah, of... Yeah,
2: Hecky was Shekin, his uh his lady. Yeah, so it's like,
1: I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't consider him call. to be corrupt.
2: But I did think it was interesting to see their exchange without words is very subtle but you know very prominent as well after um he murdered Bugsy and walks back in you know sly right. slyly drives in with the police and, and then like, led, yeah knows. yeah like. you can see that moment where it was actually a really great moment when he realizes that you kind of see like all of the wrinkles on his forehead clear <laughs> and, and
0: he's still covered in blood from getting yes. beat up not a couple hours earlier, obviously, right. if he wasn't doing something else, he would have been cleaning the blood off his face. Right. Yeah, so. so
2: it'll be interesting to see where that goes, and there's so there's so many places it could take. And
0: I, I I don't think that was unexpected on the part of Ned Zach, because when he, obviously at the end of that show, he comes and talks to him at the bar, right? You know, and he says that's not me, and I, obviously they were in the war together, so he knows what type of person Teague is, and he knows the things he'll do, the extent he'll go, because obviously right. he even talked about in episode three and four. That if it wasn't for Joe Teague, everyone in the platoon would have died. He got them out and he mm-hmm. saved them all. So he knows to the extremes that he's willing to go to protect things that he cares about. Right. So.
2: And how many beatings can that guy's face take? His face. Yeah. Is, he's a mug That's- anyway. <laughs>
0: That's why he was cast in this role. He's got a perfect <laughs> mug for a mob movie. <laughs> Remember, I apologize. I can't help. You're a help. great actor, but you're a mug.
1: I can't help but think of zombies whenever I see him. I know. I
0: know. Walking Dead. We miss you.
1: Come back. (laughs) Well,
0: that's not good on that rabbit hole either. All right. So (laughs) (laughs)
2: we're
0: getting distracted. It's fine. Um, So on the same note, we're talking about Joe uh, with Joe and Jasmine. So in this episode, we see Joe and Jasmine um, obviously hooking up. Right. Obviously talking also about no expectations. Mm -hmm. And yet, were there expectations?
1: I don't know. Like, I'm confused as to whether or not she should kind of just use them for the key. Or you know whether or not she's like having feelings for him again.
0: As a woman, you of course would go immediately down that road. As a male, I would look at it as
1: <laughs> is
0: is Joe creating feelings. But go ahead, I show what you're gonna
2: say. Um... I was going to say, again, with the uh, what you just brought up between Joe's relationship with Ned and, and them having history and the nature of it, knowing what kind of man that he is. Obviously, Jasmine and Joe were married, so she knows what kind of man he is, and I think thus knows what he's capable of, both emotionally and, um, you know, strong-willed man, that one. So... I think that to say there's no expectations, both sides knew. But I, I did feel that little woman's intuition, if you will, mm-hmm. peak. Like I, it wasn't trustworthy from her point. It felt a little sneaky. So. I, I felt
0: that she had a lot of apprehension towards it. But I felt like he was more into it. Like I think that's what he's been fighting for the whole time. From the very beginning, that's his goal. You know, episode one, the reason to kill a man. Or episode right. other. You know, the reason he killed a man was because of a woman.
2: Right, right. but know, is her intention also that, that reciprocated?
0: Yes. I, I think not. Yes. I think her intention was more about getting the key, getting out of the situation, right? Finding herself, and she made the comment too. Then in the episode where she said, "You didn't choke me in my sleep," so there's obviously some change that's happened in him in the last few years since they've been right. apart. Mm-hmm. You know, as he has he grown because of his post traumatic war stress. Has he become a better person? You know, in the big picture,
2: hmm.
0: decisions, decisions.
2: decisions. <laughs> Regardless, I think I'd have to sleep with him to find out. Regardless, yeah.
0: <laughs> there you have it—an official offer. Summer <laughs> if you're available in Tasha Estrada, is willing. Only
2: as, a <laughs> Only as the character. Only as the
1: character. We don't want. to
2: if there. he talks like Ro- this. Role play. Yes.
1: yes. Wears a hat. Oh, <laughs> <Well>, maybe. <laughs> Wait. What do. did they say? What did they say? That one scene. Which? Where I, th- I think was it like after? What are
2: we doing? Yeah. What trouble. are we doing? This is trouble. Or it feels like <laughs> trouble. If this feels like trouble. It feels
0: like trouble. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I don't know any guy. Who would ever look at a girl who's trying to seduce him and say, this feels like trouble. Let's not do this. (laughs) I'm I'm just going to throw that out there. As a truth, writers, you're wrong. (laughs) It feels like trouble. I'm absolutely going to do it. Are you kidding? Yes. Where do I sign up?
2: Well, he done did it. Obviously. yeah. He he shares your sentiment. Obviously, he did it.
0: He's not going to. I mean... Who doesn't like a little Jasmine Fontaine in their life? (laughs) But, yeah, so, again, I feel like there was an interesting contrast in that. And, you know, two, then, we show some more of the extent that Joe's willing to go when he grabs the hand grenade out of Schirmer's hand. And squeezes his hand, knocks him out, but still continues to hold the hand grenade. And, actually, I thought that was a little bit more of a comical scene, even, with that aspect because it was really tense and it's built up and there's this locker and there's nothing yes. in the locker and he grabs her and pulls a grenade. There's this whole Mexican standoff, if you will, of <laughs> his grenade, the mob's guns, plus all the police officers that work at the train I station. just looking like... <laughs> and, he, and the guy that is friends with Joe, which his name I don't know, uh, said, hey, easy guys, this isn't the OK Corral. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, you right. know,
0: waiting for this gunfight to happen, you know, and they say, take it easy everyone, this guy's just choking on a chicken bone to get the crowd to go away.
1: Right, so. yes.
0: So I, I liked that little moment there as well. So, all right. So I want to talk a little bit more about you, Natasha. Oh, okay. I, I, I want you to tell us some more that. about you. So obviously, as I said before, you're in episode one, um, <laughs> yes. and you were cast in the show because of your burlesque experience, right? So I want to, I want to hear more about that.
2: Uh, I started performing burlesque about ten years ago, and I've always just been very captivated and inspired by showgirls and any eras from the 20s through the. 60s, really, and um, yeah, I mean, what girl doesn't want to dress up in amazing clothes and makeup and travel around the world dancing? It's like every well, it was my dream. And what guy so. doesn't want to like like <laughs> and watch a girl who
0: dresses up in sketchy clothes and dances around? Wait, now, sketchy. Well, so there there is that line, right, with the burlesque. It becomes uh, hmm. risque versus raunchy, if you will. <laughs> it, it, and you know, where do, where do you draw that line? I mean, do you do you yourself have a set up system where you say, you know what, this is as far as I will go in a show, or is it show by show, or is it, you know?
2: Well, I think that you stay true to yourself as an artist. I feel like mm-hmm. that, that sounds a little, but um, it's true, you know, for everybody that line is very different, and so as long as you are staying true to you and your style, then, and your artistic beliefs and creativity, then, you know, that's up for the spectator to decide i suppose for viewers at home to
0: decide what is too far and what is not far enough. exactly
2: yes so um yeah i had been performing for many years and i got the call to come in for the show and i didn't really know that much about it but it sounded it sounded really exciting right up your alley right up my alley Mm -hmm. indeed and uh, i came in for the makeup and hair test and that was really fun we They took a bunch of photos of us and made printed sort of um, vintage posters with our images. So that was really exciting. That's pretty
3: cool. And And
2: then I got asked to, um, to actually after they saw photos, they sent them to Frank and I got asked to come in and audition for a bigger role. And I did, and it, I thought it went great, but I didn't get the part.
0: <laughs> so, did, and you read for Frank when he was in there?
2: No, he wasn't oh. there. It was another, but um, he saw, he chose a few girls based off their photos and, um, yeah, and just off our personalities in general. And so I came in and read, and it was all improvised. So it was really fun to even sort of research for the role, too, right. looking up the lingo and, you know, how would one talk and mm-hmm. carry themselves, what would they wear, their hair and makeup. So, um the day of shooting was also a ton of fun. It was a bunch of us and then he handpicked um again me. Handpicked to, again. Hand-picked the beautiful and down everyone. So yeah, that was pretty exciting and uh it's a good thing I'm yeah, good like at I walking said, up and downstairs. Your
0: scene captured so. that was, that was the scene for me. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> watch you walking downstairs.
0: I said I I gotta get that girl on the show.
1: Yeah. S- yes, Showstopper, well. if you will. <laughs> Were you at all be like, please don't fall, please don't fall, please don't Oh,
2: fall. God, <laughs> that's probably all I was thinking the entire time. No, um like I said it was it was very laid back easy going Frank was so fun to work with and so were the guys and I think they were they might have been a little nervous too because there was a lot going, There's a on, lot going down, on down the stairs. Yes.
0: <laughs> now, re, were you involved in other scenes as well, some of the club scenes and stuff?
2: Yeah, but those were just kind of, um, you know, extras. Like we were just walking around, but it was so great to, to be involved in. I mean, they really went above and beyond and it was exceptional, just the entire setup. Yes, the whole,
0: whole set was very nice.
2: Yeah, so I was really excited to find out that the show was happening and also I couldn't wait for it to come out and see. What, what what yeah the final product is going to be so um again for anybody who is a vintage enthusiast it's it's really a dream come true visually and um I love to see men dressed up like that and there's something like I was saying as we were watching it no matter every guy was like ooh he's ooh he's sexy too i found something appealing like everybody is instantly more appealing and attractive once they put on Not a since
0: estate. the movie Black Hawk Down has there been this much man candy in a TV show <laughs>
2: Well, it's very much appreciated. It's a nice change. Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah. I mean, I love a pretty lady as well. It's, you know, it's great to see. But um, I think it's really nice to be able to have a little something to, yeah. For us, yes.
0: Who doesn't love a little more Girls throwback? <laughs> and actually, speaking of throwbacks, there was a little throwback in this episode that I caught at the very uh, end of part of episode six. They actually commented and talked about Lucky Luciano, who is another famous uh, mob person uh, they just threw his name out. It's like, oh, and don't forget about Lucky. So I, I really liked that little thing there. Sorry, sidetracked note. No. Um, do you have any more shows coming up in the future that uh, our audience could check you out?
2: I do. I have a show January 13th in Hollywood. So um, I might be doing a secret show this Friday. It's not a secret anymore. But uh, <laughs> so on my website, I, I list my calendar and everything that I'm sure. doing. Sure. And what's your website? It's Com.
0: Don't worry. You'll get that again, folks. All right. So... <laughs> This has been – the buildup has been killing me and it's been killing me and I want to talk about it right now because I can't wait any longer. I'm sorry. (laughs) I want to talk about the end of the show. So I was actually taking notes when I was watching the show and I marked down three different points to me that could have been endings of the show. Okay. Do you think that what they chose at the end of the show was the appropriate ending of the show?
1: I honestly didn't think they were going to kill them off so fast. I mean, like, I knew, like, you know, at 47, I knew that's when Bugsy, you know, right. was killed off, and I knew it was, like, through a shot through the, the window. All the components were there. The, the M1 yeah. through right. the
0: window, and then you knew the history of Bugsy getting Right,
1: it. I knew the history, and but I didn't think that they were going to do it, like, in the first six episodes. It's like, there goes Ed Burns.
0: Right, no. ruin oh, that, goodness. sorry. One less One, man candy.
1: Exactly. <laughs> and what hey, Frank, a good man I'm available
0: if you was. need anybody. <laughs> All right. Because, okay, so here's, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what I wrote down. And I'll talk about my thoughts and talk about your thoughts as well. Uh, so to me, there was three pinnacle endings. Obviously the way they ended the show with Mickey and Meyer having the sit down talking about needing the pound of flesh, a little Tempest Shakespeare reference there. Mm-hmm. Um, basically he's wanting the money that is owed to him by Bugsy. Doesn't care where it comes from. They need to find out. So setting up potentially for a continuation. Also at the end, uh, when Teague's at the bar having scotch and, uh, you know, he comes in, we see Jasmine in Arizona. And then Ned Stack comes in and says, you know, L.A.'s a a powder keg and it's only going to get worse. And then they they show him burning pictures. To me, I think that burning pictures, showing that scene about the powder keg and ending the show would have been enough for me. I don't know if I needed that extra little bit with Meyer and and, uh, and uh, Meyer Lansky and Mickey Cohen. And because even before that, you could have even ended it when he said, that's my final offer, you know, after he killed (laughs) me. That could have ended the show as well. That would right. have been, like, a pinnacle,
2: my final like, offer. Ah. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> right. End
0: scene. And I was even sitting there watching it. Like, that could have been it. You know? So what did you think about the way that they chose to end it when they have potentially three very dramatic endings?
1: I actually... I don't know. Like, I again, like I said, I don't think that... I didn't think that they were going to kill him off so fast mm-hmm. into, like, the season. I thought at least, you know, another season or two you know, they would get rid of him. But I didn't think that they were. I, like you said about the him burning um, the pictures, yeah. I think they could have ended it there. I think maybe the reason why they added with, um, Jared, what, what's his Meyer name? Meyer and yes. Mickey Cohen. <laughs> is just to show... Um, that, okay, Cohen is going to be, like, the next big wig.
0: And and they commented on the show that he potentially isn't going to be the next big wig because, and that's the scene right before that. He says, do you really think that they're going to let Mickey Cohen take over this operation? Absolutely not. That he is by no means fit for that. And somebody else is going to come in. And then that's going to start a war because he's not going to take it. And then also we're going to see stuff with, um, you know, the, the Central Avenue grew." group if you will um guru, guru group whatever uh and they're going to have some kind of war that's going to start right so
2: yeah um as much as i hate to admit it because i love me some ed burns mm-hmm. i do think that they needed we needed that big kill in this in this first series we needed something you know uh, significant to mm-hmm. happen and um a big payoff if you will so um And it was really well done, you know, like you said, there was all these components, there was tons of suspense, even though, even if you knew all the signs pointed to what was going to happen, it was still very exciting and thrilling. You know, I felt myself like kind of on the edge of my seat and tensing up just to Mm -hmm. see it unfold. Um... I'm, I'm with you though. I feel like I loved, I loved that line. It was so, so great. The, um, my final offer. Yeah. You know? Um, and again, yeah, I loved the, the scene in the bar. And I, I did feel like that last little moment sort of took away. It was kind of like you're, you're starting the beginning of something else, but I don't know that it was necessary because yes, again, I think that it's a smart, Audience uh-huh. and I, we all took away those points and knew, you know, what could potentially, what will happen if the show is picked up. There mm-hmm. are all of these uh, strings left untied, so I don't know that that was necessary. and I felt like it was kind of like yes, and then. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I didn't feel like it went out strong with that last little part. I sort of felt like they were beating the nail on the head a little bit. Pulling the Lord
0: of the Rings and having seven endings to a movie that could have (laughs) ended two hours ago. (laughs) Yes. Now, do you think, though, with so given the same scenes, so say we have all those scenes and we have to get them in the episode because we need time slots to fill. Do you think that using those scenes, if they would have organized them in a different manner, that they would have played or, you know, maybe done something differently for you?
2: Um, I felt like maybe that last scene could have happened in a different, yeah, in a different, in a different uh, well, sequence. Mean, and I think like it was, it was kind of just making sure that people knew, like, okay, you need to tell, tell yeah. one more time for the people in the back. That's kind of how that I mean, one.
0: Obviously, we need for the the killing to happen, for uh, the, the the scene right, to happen. Right, obviously, yes. so we need that to at least be the first potential scene of the final <laughs> ending. And you know, again, not to take away from that line, my final offer, which.
2: It was yeah, gold. It was
0: gold. Um, yeah. So th- we could have thrown it in there in the middle and then gone back. I think I think with the the other scene, though, in the ending with when Stack and Teague are talking at the bar, I would have liked to see the picture burning happening beforehand. Maybe having mm. them burn the pictures and then having them be like, this is a powder keg. And it's only going to get worse. Mm. And that could have mm. been another great ending line to the show mm-hmm. that that still, to me, could have set up for a lot more action, a lot more episodes to come, potentially. You know, we're still hoping f- to hear more about this. Uh, th- th- that could have been a good close, though, that I would have felt satisfied with that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I could yeah. jump on board with that one. I so, think uh, I think we should be the writers for next season. I'm picking up what you're putting down. You picking mm-hmm. up what I'm putting yeah. down, down here? Yeah. All right.
0: Well, usually in the show here, um, this is where we go into the predictions for the next week's episode. Oh. Can I get a sound effect, please? <laughs> Can I get some now. flashing lights? There's some flashing lights. There it is. <laughs>
2: I predict more
0: stairs. You predict more? Okay. So, obviously, we don't know of any more scheduled shows. However, I want to do some predictions anyway. Okay. I want to hear what you guys have to say. You love the ladies. Uh, if the show gets picked up, what do you think are some things that will potentially happen in the show? So, let's hope the show gets picked up. Let's just go there.
1: I think that Jasmine's going to come back. Okay. And maybe the whole, like, relationship between her and Joe is going to, like, grow more. I think that Ned and Joe's relationship is kind of, like, not going too well right now. Okay. Their friendship. And, I don't know, I think, uh, I think Cohen may be the next big wig.
0: next big wig. Mm Natasha, what do you think?
2: Uh, I agree with the Jasmine and Joe. You got to bring back. You got to have that element of of romance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Especially in a noir pick, and because it's so harsh and it's so dark, you need that kind of hopeful um, relationship for people too. You need that sexy
0: lady in a yellow dress.
2: (laughs) I I was actually gonna um, say that I. I think maybe she should be killed off and there should be a new blonde introduced. A blonde Bella. bombshell. Who doesn't yes. love a
0: blonde bombshell in a red yes. dress?
2: <laughs> in a red dress. No, Bl- but I agree. I think thick. that that, um, you know, there's so many, there's so much potential between that and, and both of their characters that that could be something that comes mm. back. Ned and, and Joe is, I actually disagree. I think that maybe their relationship could take a new turn after the events that have just happened. So, for the
1: good or for the bad?
2: I don't know. I'm not sure. It was hard to tell between obviously uh, what happened, but um, <clears throat> there was a lot of exchange happening without words. And so I felt like, yeah, mm-hmm. it was, it was interesting, but it, I couldn't really depict exactly, like, is that a, mm-hmm. I might think go it was either way. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that it was very way. ambiguous, but
0: I think that it could go more to the good. I think that I could see more with them having a closer relationship where. Maybe they together are involved in something either on the bad side or the good side. I don't know which side they'll be on. But them in a relationship where they're working closer together. Right. Um, I think what they have as a friendship is probably stronger than any of the relationships in the show. Other than obviously Jasmine and Joe.
1: Right. Um, in oh, terms well,
0: let's
2: of, not forget though also the whole uh, – sorry, I totally just cut you off.
0: No, but <laughs> the
2: um But the story behind changing the corrupt L.A. Right, PD, yeah. So we've right?
0: got uh, – Soon to be Police Chief Bill Parker. Yes. And uh, Tug, who uh, was shot in the scene where they tried to break in and kill Carl, uh, that he was saying he's starting this internal crimes affairs I don't trust him. So do do you think Bill Parker? I don't
1: trust
2: Parker. I think that's a common sentiment. It's it's his his
0: weird hair, that gray blonde hair that he has. (laughs) uh, Neil McDonough, you're amazing in everything you do, but.
2: He's too pretty. Like there's, yeah, there's something about him yeah. that you don't,
0: there's not enough gruffness right. of him yeah. to be, uh, uh, well, I mean, that's why, and he's pretty because that's good is the side of pretty, right? Right. So all the good guys are always pretty except, you know, Joe T. except
2: the bad ones, except
0: the <laughs> bad ones. that get beat up a lot. So, I mean, yeah, I, I agree. There could be, there's so many options that they have for the show. So let's just hope that TNT gets smart,
1: yes. picks it up. Right. Yeah. So
0: cool. So, uh, thank you for joining us here on the mob city after show episodes five and six, uh, Oxpecker and stay Down. Uh, Anik DeFour, tell us where they can find you.
1: You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Anique DeFour. My website, AnikDeFour.com.
0: Ms. Estrada, tell us where mm-hmm. they can find you as well.
1: You can find me at NatashaEstrada.com.
2: Instagram, Natasha Estrada. Everything's just Natasha Estrada. And your Twitter? Uh, that's Viva La Cholita.
0: Viva La Cholita. <laughs> yes, <laughs> long. And I'm Ryan Hooks. You can find me at RyanHooks92 at Yahoo, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Snapchat. Plenty listen, of fish. Listen,
2: plenty harmony. of fish. <laughs>
0: eharmony. Also, okay, soon, cupid yes, available. Yes.
2: Zeus. Zeus. Zeus, 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 yes. Zeus. Yeah.
0: Well, anyway, you can find us on the interweb, <laughs> anywhere and everywhere. Thank you for joining us tonight on the Mob City After Show. We hope to see you soon for episode seven. Let's yes. just go for that hope. Okay. Thanks for tuning in. And have a good night. Thank you.